Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Kicking off hour number four of the show today, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And we're pleased to have a very special guest on the phone lines. A four-time Pro Bowler just announced his retirement with the Raiders at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center a little earlier this afternoon is Richie Incognito. And Richie, thank you so much for your time. We definitely appreciate you. And how does that sound, man, being officially retired by the, with the Silver and Black? You know what? It's got a nice ring to it. It's, uh, it's so great to retire with such a storied organization. You know, since I got to Oakland and to Las Vegas, it uh, it just felt like home. You know, I, I took the long way in becoming a Raider, but I was definitely born a Raider, and this was uh, this was meant to be. Have you had a chance yet to sit back and look at your career and just see the how it just went and, and how it developed? And like you said, you took the long way to becoming a Raider, but just the whole journey that you had. You know what? It was a great journey, man. It really was. You know, we've I've had my ups, my downs, my in betweens. But, you know, I'm most proud of coming back each time, being faced with a set of adversity, me collecting myself, collecting my thoughts, growing as a person, and then coming back and, and answering the bell. And uh, just to be able to do that and to play in the trenches for so long and to play a physical brand of football. And, you know, I just want to let the fans know, you know, that, that was my passion for the game. That was my love for my brothers. Um, I went out there to put on a show every week for the fans so that they were, would enjoy the games and, uh, it's been a, been a long career. Um, when I got to Oakland with Coach Gruden and Mayock and Mr. Davis, they just embraced me as one of their own. They trusted me to help lead their men. And uh, it's great. It's a, it's a really great day for me to retire a Raider. You know, that's one of the things we talked about earlier in the show today. We weren't there because we were here on the radio, but we were saying how it, I felt like that you were almost one of those coaches on the field while you were a member of the Silver and Black. How did you see the guys around you even develop and grow, and especially Colton Miller, who has turned into a really good tackle? Absolutely, man. You know, I was, I was brought in to bring some consistency to Colton to help calm him down, you know, get him to play pro-style offense. You know, I, I came in, and uh, my first snap as a Raider, I got my stance, and Colton is, you know, 55, 22. I told we got back to the huddle, and I said, listen, brother, you be quiet out there. Me and Rodney are going to talk, and I'm going to tell you what to do on every play. You don't even have to think. So to see Colton, you know, uh, drop the training wheels and really just kind of come into his own, he's a, he's a stout left tackle. He's one of the best left tackles in the league. You know, I'm most proud of my work with Colton to my left and then Andre James in the middle. You know, we basically all lived together, the three amigos in Oakland. Uh, we forged a friendship and a brotherhood and a bond. And, you know, I help guide those guys, help guide those guys to be better players, be better people, you know, to be financially secure. Um, and, yeah, my role when I came in, I've always given back, but when my role here with the Raiders, we had such a young roster. We had all the guys coming up through the pipeline, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby, Foster Moreau, Alec Ingold. And to be able just to be there and be a rock and be a leader for those guys, show those guys how to work hard, show those guys what it looks like to be a pro every day, 
that's what I'm most proud of. I'm most proud to to see these guys take their career to new heights. You know, Max Crosby is a nightmare coming off the edge. The guy is just grit, determination. I see a lot of myself in Max. So uh, to be a part of that, to pass on the game, to pass on the knowledge, you know, the life knowledge, the game knowledge, uh, I took great pride in that. Talking with recently retired offensive lineman Richie Incognito here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, you know, you mentioned the three amigos, and you guys did everything together in Oakland, talking about Colton Miller, Andre James, and yourself. And we were talking about offensive linemen in general and how you guys have to be a band of brothers, almost move like a wolf pack. And I saw the guys that were there today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center for your, your press conference. How critical is it for an offensive line to be, like I said, one big unit on and off the field? Yeah, you know what? It's 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 imperative that the offensive line is the hardest working group of men on the field. Every day, going to work, in the trenches, getting better. But for us to come together, you know, I had learned in all my stops in the NFL, it's really big to spend time together outside of the facility. You know, we're in the facility, there's about 15, 20 offensive linemen. We all roll together. But having those meals outside, getting to know your brother, you know, doing the barbecues over at Colton's house, doing the barbecues at my house. It was just, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where we have to be a wolf pack. Every man has to stick up for his brother. And I love what we did here. You know, we, we made a group of, uh, we had a group of just great guys who bought in, who were ready to get better every day. And I think that, that kind of, that energy kind of filters out to the rest of the team. You know, look at these guys. These guys are in the trenches. They're dogging it out, you know, hurt ankles, knees, shoulders, but they're out there every day. They're grinding. I think, you know, for offensive line to be the bell cow and uh, be the show pony and be like, listen, do it just like them. You know, it's funny. I remember you in training camp last year, and, and of course you got hurt, but uh, still, even before you got hurt, it looked like you were having so much fun out there as you were training. And training camp is a grind. We know that it's right around the corner, <laughs> yeah. but you look like you were just having so much fun out there with those guys. Man, I had a blast, man. It's, you know, I had a blast playing my entire career. I was blessed to play so long. I'm so grateful that I got to play with so many teammates. And that's what I wanted to show the guys, you know, in training camp, it sucks. It's hot. We're beating each other up. But that's the time you get better. You know, I was always at my best when it was its hardest. And just to grind that out, that grit, to pass that down to these young offensive linemen to, to build their careers upon, uh, it was really great, man. Having, you know, having a blast out there with the boys. I love being in the locker room. Love, uh, love everything that comes with it. And, um, you know, I'll still be around the guys. I'll be a mentor to these guys. So, while I'll miss it, I'll still be a part of it. Talking right now with Richie Incognito here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So, of course, the Raiders look like they have a really solid unit going into training camp, which gets started next week. When you look at this offensive line, how good can they be, and how much can you see uh, a growth from Alex Leatherwood from year one to two? Absolutely. You know, this is, this is the time for Leatherwood to grow up from year one to two. You know, you come in as a rookie, you don't know which way he's up. you got a 17-game schedule plus playoffs. You know, it's, it's really sink or swim. So for Leatherwood to come in and grow and develop, I'm excited to see him go. You know, I'll go down the line. Uh, Colton Miller's a stud. He's a bona fide Pro Bowl left tackle, and I hope that is coming in his future. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a great man. He's a great leader. He's a, he's a really humble guy. Uh, John Simpson, again, you know, he's kind of coming out of that rookie first year, second year kind of malaise, you know, <laughs> where it's all kind of spinning really fast. Uh, for him, I just hope he settles down, gets his technique down. He plugs in there really nice next to Andre and Colton, and they have a, a solid left side of the line going forward. Um, 
Similar with Andre James, another young kid. He's got to take a step. He's got to take his game to another level. And that's what I'm always impressing upon these guys. You can never be satisfied. You always have to be working. You have to outwork everybody. So Andre, again, he's coming back second year as a starter. We're going to see a big bump from him. Right guard's going to be interesting. Um, I'm rooting for Lester Cotton to win the job. I thought Lester can play from the moment he came in. He had to get some stuff squared away with his technique, but I'm hoping for a great competition over there at right guard. And then uh, at right tackle, you know, we'll have Leatherwood out there. I think this will be a big season for him. Um, a lot of growth, a lot of development. I know he spent the whole offseason uh, getting bigger, faster, stronger down in Dallas with a bunch of O-linemen. So just, you know, all focus is going to be on this group. You know, we got a bunch of horsepower on offense right now. Uh, I really like what Coach McDaniels brings to the Raiders, which is going to be a multiple approach. It's not going to be like, hey, we're going to do these three things. You know, we're going to do these 25 things, and we're going to just confuse defenses throughout the year. So I'm excited to see these guys go. They know all the pressures on them and uh, just keep pushing them to get better every day. How how critical do you think it was for Alex Leatherwood to get as much experience as he did his rookie year? I mean, I know he played tackle and guard, but he played all year long. No doubt. I mean, you got to throw him in the fire. you, you got to throw him in the deep end of the pool or else they never learn. And uh, he took his lumps. You know, he, he had his ups, he had his downs. But I think with Leatherwood, you saw him getting better as the year went on. You know, there's a lot of stuff going around in a young guy's head when they're starting to play. You know, what's the play? What's the scheme? What's the technique? How do I hit this block? And I think the more you play, the more you're out on that field with other bona fide NFL players, uh, you gain confidence. And uh, I think we saw Leatherwood, we saw John, we saw all of them, even Andre. Andre got better as the year went on. So build on what they did great last year, fix the mistakes, and then come out this year and kick some ass. Richie, you uh, you blocked for a lot of quarterbacks. What What is it like to, to block for a guy like Derek who can just pinpoint, pinpoint the ball around the yard? Oh, man, it's great blocking for Derek. I, I, uh, I played in a couple Pro Bowls with Derek, and we just, we just, we, we just hit it off. You know, we always, we always joke, man, we, we're going to play together for real someday. We're going to play together for real someday. So when I got to Oakland and they were like, nobody touches Derek, I took that personal. Nobody even look at Derek. Yeah, I know we give him time. I know he's going to carve up the defense, and I love it. I, I, I'm so excited they got Devontae for him. Obviously, he's got Hunter, Waller. We got some young receivers to develop, but we knew if we gave Derek time, we kept Derek clean, he would keep us in the game, and he would keep us in the game late in the fourth quarter when we needed to go uh, get a score to win. We know keep him clean, we go win this game. No doubt, no doubt, and he's done that time and time again. We see him with all these fourth-quarter comebacks. Again, we're talking with Richie Incognito, recently retired Richie Incognito, here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. That run that the Raiders went on last year, those last four games of the season to get themselves into the playoffs, I'm not going to lie to you, Richie. I didn't think that they were going to – I didn't think they had it in them to get it it done, going, going through everything they went through throughout the course of the season. What did you see from that unit as they were able to do that last year? Well, we love it when people doubt us. I think that, you know, in the NFL, you have to find motivation anywhere. And uh, you, you use that to, to fuel you for those late-season pushes. And for the guys to come together after everything that went on last year, I mean, we were taking big body blows. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it caused a lot of the young guys to dig deep and really figure out who they are. And what it did was it just kept galvanizing the unit. It kept pushing guys together. It kept you know, I think Rich did a really good job of, of having guys play for one another because that's it. When you're on the field, it's just us. It's us versus everybody. And to see those guys overcome all that, then win out on the back end of the season to get a chance to earn the playoffs, 
um, it was it was nothing short of a miracle, man. You know, it was uh, it was tough. We had some dark days. I remember, you know, we we had to have some tough conversations. You know, it was uh, it was one of those things as a veteran. I kind of processed. I've been around. I've seen a lot, but last year was uh, was definitely an outlier. But to see the boys respond, and you know, that's what you want to see. You know, when when things are tough, how will you respond? And mm-hmm. the conditions kept getting tougher and tougher. And I think it just drove us together even more. And then. To see them pull that off and get into the playoffs, man, I was so proud of our guys. It was awesome to see. I, like I said, that's why I have no problem saying that I, I didn't think it was going to be possible because I know a lot of people didn't. But to see uh, the whole team and the whole unit be able to come together and do what they did and, and find their way to get to the playoffs. And, hell, damn near won that playoff game. So, I mean, there's there's that as well. But, uh, Richie, like I said, just got a couple more questions for you. It feels like that you've got coaching in your future. I know you're going to go to Arizona State and you're working on some school stuff too, which is awesome. Uh, can't wait to see how, what you do with that. But feels like you got some coaching in your uh, in your future. Absolutely, man. I'm a lifer. I know nothing else but this game. Uh, I will be coaching in the near future. You know, I'm taking, I took the off season to travel and connect with friends and family. Uh, going to enjoy the fall, you know, supporting the boys, being up here as much as I can. And then we'll see what shakes out for, uh, for the next season. You know, I'd love to have an opportunity to come back and coach these men. Um, you know, I spoke with Mr. Davis. I said, listen, whatever capacity you need me in, player development, coaching, I'll be a, a strength coach intern. You know, I just want to give back. I want to help these guys, help these guys win, you know, continue mentoring these guys. But um, I've, I've run from it my whole life, the coaching thing, because the, the time commitment and, and all this stuff. But the older I got, the, the more I realized I'm a lifer. This is, this is in my blood, and i got to give back. i got to give back to the game because it's given me so much. All right, Richie, you mentioned the offensive line. You guys hanging out, always been together, uh, almost like a Wolfpack mentality. Even the barbecues at Colton's house or your house. What's the funniest moment that you can share with us from your time with the Raiders? Oh, my God, my funniest moment. That's a good question. Um, man, we, we've had so many good memories together. I mean, I guess, <laughs> let's see, what can I, what, what's PG for the air? <laughs> yes, please, please PG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to keep it PG. I mean, uh, we, we, we did a barbecue at my house here in Vegas, and uh, we invited a couple people. We're going to have like 15, 20 people over. It was the height of COVID. You know, no one knew what was going on. We're all in lockdown and all these protocols. And it was the summer before the uh, 2021 season. So we, uh, it was a UFC night. We had a barbecue at my house. There had to be 80 people at my house. It was insane. I was like, boys, we said 20. And, I mean, the whole cul-de-sac was full of cars. And half the team was there. I mean, it was, uh, you know, that's, that's, just, that's just a reflection of how close we are, you know. If, uh, if one guy's having a party, we're all having a party. <laughs> all right, Richie. So, also, with the offensive line, who's the biggest eater? Oh, the biggest eater. The biggest eater I've ever seen is Gabe Jackson. That man could eat the first night we went to an O-line dinner. This man sat down with two bone-in fillets. He ordered all the sides at Ruth Chris for himself. The cream <laughs> spinach, the sweet potato casserole, this. And he sat there and slowly and deliberately ate that for about an hour and 15 minutes. And that was, that was, that was pretty impressive. Colton can eat too. Colton and Dre can eat. Dre's the barbecue master. Whatever we're cooking, we got to run by Chef Dre. And, uh, you know, Chef, is, uh, he pours his heart out into his food. So we always eat good with Dre. Nice. I like it. Also, and with you offensive linemen, a lot of guys, after they retire, they get skinny. So what goes into how much are you eating during the season to stay at a playing weight as an offensive lineman in the NFL? You know, when, when we're really going in training camp, I'm probably eating close to 6,000 calories. Wow. Um, you know, everything, is, everything for me is structured. You know, I have a great team around me at Exos down in Arizona. I've been there since 2004. 
my combine training. Uh, they made they made things really easy for me. They 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 print out a blueprint of what I ate, uh, schedule of supplements, schedule of eating, and uh, I was able to take that and you know obviously have a long run with it. But uh, now I'm, now it's time to slim down. I haven't been in the weight room for about three weeks. I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm used to being in there every day, but you know, for me, slimming down, uh, I've always been you know over 300 pounds since I'm 15 years old. So I'm trying to get down to that 300 pound mark. Uh, you know, start doing some uh, some swimsuit ads. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, Richie, th- thank you so much for your time, your extended time. As a matter of fact, man, great story. Uh, we all have appreciated your time with the Silver and Black. I think you did some really good things, and clearly, it was a bright spot, a real bright spot in your in your career being with the Raiders. Absolutely, man. It was uh, it was it was a great cap to the to my career. Uh, just leave you one more story. You know, I, when I got to Napa for training camp in 2019, Gruden pulled me in. He goes. You were born to be a Raider. And ever since then, man, I, I've, I've literally laid my life on the line for this organization. And they've done nothing but support me and build me up. And so I owe my life to the, to the Raiders. Well, hey, like I said, man, we definitely appreciate you. We appreciate your time. Congratulations with retirement. Uh, enjoy everything you're doing with Arizona State when you go to school and, and handle your business. And as soon as you come back to coaching, man, we'll be talking to you. And we definitely appreciate you. Sounds good, guys. Great chat. Good talking to you. Absolutely. There he goes. Recently retired offensive lineman Richie Incognito spent a good 17 minutes with us right there telling us stories, just telling us about what it means to be a Raider. And you could truly tell by listening to Richie Incognito, he loved his time as a Raider. And he grew up and grew up and grew up some more through the course of his career, and it plateaued with the silver and black. I think that's a hell of a story. I really do. Oh, man, that's great, man. I just loved every bit about that interview there. Mm-hmm. And Jesse said that that last story. I felt like he could have shared with us so many oh, more yeah. stories. Oh, we could have kept them had... on all hour. We could have kept them on all hour. I mean, we really could have. But just born to be a Raider because when people say, we ask that question, what does it mean to you to be a Raider? You know, we have that Marcel Reese rejoin that we have. But he is one of those players that just personifies what being a Raider is all about to me. Yep, exactly. Mike hit us up on Twitter. Wish Richie could have been a Raider his entire career, a throwback to when the Raiders were feared. Now a bunch of choir boys masquerading in silver and black. And, I mean, hey, look, man, uh, he was truly a whistle-to-whistle guy, you know? And you mentioned earlier in the show, there's not everyone isn't isn't built like that, right? Richie Incognito was whistle-to-whistle, maybe a little bit past the whistle. As an offensive lineman, that's exactly what you want. I totally understand uh, where Mike's coming from. And I'm also excited about, I'll tell you this, and we'll come back, we'll take a quick break, but I've thought that the offensive line is something to be very concerned about this, this training camp, and obviously we're going to pay attention. He's dropping nuggets about the offensive line. He sounds very confident about the O-line, including Lester Cotton. We'll come back and talk about it. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.